so this is the podcast yeah <laughs> no but really guys this is the podcast this is two chickpeas in a podcast Hi, my name is Nikita. Hey, it's Tash. And you're listening to Two Chickpeas in a Podcast. And today we're reviewing the Netflix hit, Never Have I Ever. Whether you love it or hate it, everyone is talking about this show. Uh, Mindy Kaling? Mindy Carling, Nikita. Kaling, Carling, what what would you say? I would say Carling. I would say Kaling. I don't know if that's how Americans say it. Or whatever. Either way, she's written this bummer show that I happen to really like. Uh, there's lots of mixed reviews on it. And this just happens to be our review of the show. So before we even get into the whole review of the show, we have got to tell you that Davy is your your average Indian girl. She's hella smart. Um, she, she just wants to get her cherry popped. She's in high school. She's going through all the motions. She just wants to get in with the cool kids. She wants to have sex and live her best life, basically. Sadly, her dad passed away at her school orchestra concert. He had a heart attack, RIP, baby's dad. And uh, <laughs> this impacted her loads. She lost the use of her legs. But thanks to the sexiest boy in school, um, she was able to walk again because she wanted to get a sweet um snapshot of that beautiful face and then whoa magically she could just walk again by this guy's beautiful face now she's come back to school she's on a mission to become one of the coolest kids in school starting by getting a boyfriend and yeah that, that's that's kind of like a slight that's overview tea. introduction into the show <laughs> but first things first i mean the the opening scene of never have i ever is really cool you see all these different images of all these different hindu gods um which you, you just don't see on tv unless it's like yeah. an indian soap tv do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and it's really cool that the way that she's praying to the gods i suppose because she's kind of just having a casual conversation with them and she's like sup guys how's it going we can all agree that last year sucked <laughs> and she even asked um all the gods that you know she basically just wants to get her cherry popped and for them to help her with that um <laughs> i thought that was great because i kind of used to pray like this myself i didn't pray to ask to get my cherry popped but you know i had this sort of casual i like it though i like it though because um there's no right way to pray you know and you know if you want to have a casual conversation with god and say yo wagwan that's fine i love that and also she's a 16 year old girl in the 21st century like 2019 2020 vibes in the show and yeah these are things this is probably the representation of what young people really are going through and to be fair that is how i used to pray to god i wouldn't Mm. go there and like say a prayer in my head i would just be like yeah god so basically i feel like this um please just like make me okay for my test tomorrow and i promise i will wash the dishes or something like that literally that's how i used to talk when i used to pray to pray in the monday that's a lot still kind of how i do i'm just like when i go now like i'll just be like please take care of my family oh my god please make me skinny and da, da, da. But I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't really feel like I need to have like a, mm. a formal way of chatting to God you know and I suppose that's why we like 
picking up even on this conversation of Davy talking to all the gods in the opening scene is because what we've seen a lot of growing up is is the Star Plus shows of where the young girl before she gets married into the family you know she's going Monday like praying for her future husband's life or her family or it's all very like this is a good girl she just wants good for everyone and she just gets all this abuse for everyone and that's like the narrative of all the storylines when you watch people pray I suppose on those Star Plus shows so it was really nice just to see her pray a bit casually and was like yo I just want to be offered some coke and be like no I'm cool thanks and also that she wanted to lose her virginity and was like yo this needs to happen yeah that was crazy so even from that from what you just said when she the fact that she just wants to have sex with this guy and she i don't know if i'm moving too fast but basically she wants to have sex with this guy called paxton, paxton yoshida something yoshida isn't it yeah paxton yoshida who's this white boy who's also like half japanese and i didn't realize he was half japanese Same. until he said it in the, in the show and he was like yoshida duh and i was like oh my god that's why you look chi- kind of chinesey <laughs> japanesey i was like oh <laughs> But yeah, basically, she wants to have sex with him. And the way she basically asks him is she just goes up to him and straight out says, hey, like, I want to have sex. And I just thought that was so not what happens at the age of 16 anyway. I don't know. What do you think? This is where my whole thing with, like, America is it's so different over there. Like, the whole concept of school out there seems so different to what we experience here i would say as a brown girl going to school like at 16 i would never have the balls to go up to a guy and be like hey let's have sex because even though that's all guys wanted to do at the time you wouldn't ever say that as a girl because it comes reflected badly on you that you're just like scared or something yeah scared i like that you said (laughs) (laughs) well that's what you used to get called back in day 2010 guys if you went to school in those days yeah you were were scared But yeah, that was quite, that would have been something that would be really bad of, of, especially a 16 year old. We're not even supposed to really know like how to do it. In the Asian community anyway, you're not supposed to know. But yeah. it's kind of cool that she really embraces like her American side, I suppose, which is something that me and Tasha, this is the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? Is how much of our British um, culture do we embrace and how much of our Indian culture and heritage and identity do we embrace? So I was really trying to figure out, like, is this something realistic that girls would maybe say to guys if they did want to have sex for the first time? I'm sure that it does happen. Oh, for the first time, I don't know. But I'm sure that people do just go up to some people now and just be like, hey, want to have sex? Like, at the, I'd say like now at this, more this age, like not mm. at 16, you know? And maybe that's breaking down some, uh, maybe some stereotypes attached to women i suppose because if it was the other way around and a boy went up to a girl and said this i don't think we'd be talking about it any which way would we we'd just be like well that's so typical of a guy to have done that yeah and be like oh you want to smash yeah get away but if a girl says it i think the guy would freak out and be like what but he was just like yeah okay cool (laughs) okay cool. like i'd never met her before really like and was just like yeah cool sick let's do it and then they kind of like plan to like do it and stuff. And she's like, oh shit, sick, like let's do it. And I just thought it was, I don't know why. I just was like, it's just so weird. Like doesn't, that's, it's not real, doesn't really happen like that. I guess it is just a show as well though. But we're 10 years older from when we were at school. So maybe the kids are getting done like this. Maybe the kids are, yeah. Sometimes I'll be seeing the kids walking around on the streets and I'm like, what the flipping hell are you wearing does your mum know you have left the house like that you want to sell out with my fucking chuckle <laughs> i know i see these teenagers and they don't go through that ugly duckling phase as you all should as yeah. a teenager by the way they're just going straight for the contour highlight 
fake eyelashes. May I didn't even know what makeup was or foundation was until I was like 15. And even then the color was not matching my skin at all. Bruh, oh I didn't even own my first piece of makeup till I was 15. And it was an eyeliner. That's like, <laughs> as edgy as I could get at 15, <laughs> okay? I just about I was just about allowed to do my eyebrows. Other Isn't than it? that, I was walking around I used with to think I was eyebrows. so cool with those Ugg boots and then walking, walk around for like two weeks and they'd be sick. And then after they start, they'd start like sag inwards. And then you still was just like, no, they're my favorite pair of, pair of shoes. And then you're just walking around with these stupid Ugg boots that are just basically broken and they're like you know when they're like walking you all know what i'm saying and i don't even care don't even try and act like you didn't have a pair of those shoes exactly not everyone could afford the real the dolly shoes you know <laughs> so yeah there's there's some question marks around that whole thing but for me personally um, i kind of just was with it because i suppose me now as a person I don't know how much I would just go up to any which like any stranger who I didn't really know that much and was like, oh, have sex with me. But I, you know, I've probably had sex with some strangers and forgot about them anyway. So, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> at the age of 16, no, um, not yeah. 16, not 16. But then again, yeah, like you said, some of these girls that I come across on Instagram as well. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're, they're really pretty. Like, you know, and then I seen their bio like age 17 age 16 age 15 i'm like hair what the hell how did you look like how how do you even know how to like do your hair like that you know so this is what i mean the representation of teenage people is so hard to define up because it used to be i don't know like maybe a true ish reflection before but then again devi in the show she doesn't she doesn't look glamorous she's like got this yeah. frizzy hair she's dark skinned because she's indian like i like that they use a darker skinned person mm -mm. and they really reflected like the struggles of like a an indian girl at school amongst like loads of white people yeah um yeah so she doesn't look like she's got like all this swag and all this drip on her or anything and she still somehow manages to get paxton the high school hottie to be like yeah cool let's smash yeah, man. well, they don't they don't yet smash in the show, but yeah, I mean, he's on board for it for the time being anyway. So you should go watch the show and see how that develops. But yeah, really cool representation, I suppose, if you're going to look at the cast, the only real white person in it is Ben. Everyone else is a different ethnicity in it. Mm, so. Ben the frenemy. The frenemy, yeah. And oh, if we're going to go there, this is my other issue with the show. The narrator. I'm oh yeah i really do not get this narrator why he was even included in the show and i would say this is probably one of mindy kaling's calling kaling carling's faults is the fact that she when i was watching the mindy project when it first came out i really enjoyed it but then i recently watched the last few series um because it's all on demand and i i kind of just fell out of watching it and I really didn't like what she did with Mindy. I didn't really think she was this cool, independent girl at all. Like, yeah, she was funny to a degree, but she wasn't really giving me like any woman power vibes, considering that she she was meant to sort of come off as like a cool, independent female. And I just think a lot of it was whitewashed as well. Like she, considering she's the main character in the show, there isn't a lot of nods to Indian culture whatsoever. And I really felt like the cast was really quite whitewashed considering she's the main character in the show. All the other characters were predominantly white. Even the people she dated, they were all white men as well. So I feel like 
Is this one of her faults where she just can't help but bring in some sort of white narrative into the show somehow? But maybe that's how she's been brought up. Like, again, like I said, like she's living in America and like, and she's probably surrounded by these white people. However, um, I'm not saying that's correct. Like, that's that's totally fine. They definitely should have included some other representations. This is just from what you're going off on because I actually haven't seen even, the show. But the guy who narrates her story in, in the show is a tennis player that her dad really Oh, now you're talking about... Debbie again. I thought you were talking about Mindy Carling, about yeah. how she dates only white people. Oh, in the show, yeah. yeah. So I'm just trying to say, is it one of her faults that she always brings white people into the show? Maybe it's not a fault, but maybe it's one of her traits to always include a white narrative as well. Yeah. And what I think she did with the narrator of this show, she tried to bring it round to some sort of relevance because her dad, who passed away in the show, really, really loved this tennis player. And he's all of a sudden now narrating the story. So when you go to the final episode, you finally meet him in person and it kind of like brings it, well, it's meant to come around full circle as to why he was even narrating Debbie's story because he narrates it up until- They're gonna throw the dad's ashes. In, yeah, into the sea, which is like the last like 10 minutes of the episode of, of the last show of the series. So that's meant to be the full circle aha moment, but I really, really just did not resonate with it at all. I don't think it was a strong enough of a character to even be narrating Devi's story. And he kept like, he kept saying Davy, Davy the whole time. Yeah. Throughout the thing, like the way he's narrating, like he kept pronouncing her name wrong, which Davy, was... Davy, Davy, like yeah. almost like D-A and it's more of a D-H, Davy, Davy, yeah. Davy. Yeah. <laughs> So that was annoying. Yeah, I did not get his whole deal as a narrator. And I hope for next season, like now that he's come and gone in the show, there's a different narrator for Devi. Just because, yeah, I just did not appreciate his added tone to this whole story. Another thing that really annoyed me, actually, in the... um not annoyed because I guess like maybe maybe I, I keep getting annoyed because I resonate with it a little bit is like when like someone go when she kept going up to um Debbie kept going up to like Paxton group to be like hey Paxton can I chat to you hey Paxton like hey and then all the friends would be like what the fuck is she doing like just standing like trying to talk to us and that's kind of how it was like at school like yeah was, we would hang it? out in such a big group and then like someone would approach us and we'd be like we'd all just go be, be quiet like uh and I hate to, to say that I was one of those people but Loki, I was like, uh, I was the Debbie in the situation. No. He would walk up no, to people. I would never say the thing is, I would never say anything, and that's my problem. Like, I just sometimes I'd be, I, I was never rude to people, but I just like go quiet, and and everyone else in the group, like a lot of people, would be like, "Why are you approaching us?" You know, it's rude. Yeah, another coming of age narrative, I suppose, is is that in high school maybe you are shown to be quite tight-knit into your community well your circle and you're too scared to mix with other circles because that would uh disrupt the status quo at school yeah if you want to think about high school musical as a reference guys what troy did he joined the singing group Gabriella, (laughs) (laughs) and then all the basketball team and like the singing team they all just like love each other at the end of it so you break down those barriers talk to those people don't exclude them you can all have a happy sing song at the end of it but yeah, that kind of but happens even with so, Paxton. Like, yeah, but, but Paxton, like, to Devi, like, he talks to her. But then, like, when he's with his mates, he's like, what do you want? It's so rude. But how true is that? It how is, many guys is, are that people? Is, I mean, is, is that Pax? Guys are even like that now. Like, they'll chat to you, chat to you, chat to you. And then they'll see you in real life. And then it's like, where's your chat, mate? Like, where, or, or like, where, or where was you? Where, why are you now not saying all this lovely stuff to me? Fucking 
asshole. <laughs> that it's, it's even in our twenties, I feel like that's guys to this day. Oh, just doing everything low key, like no seeps. one can know. And it's just like get over yourself. And I, I really like that his sister in the show is like, well, if you blow up Davy, then you really are stupid. It's like, yeah, you are Paxton, even though you got six six pack, six six pack. <laughs> oh my god, I can't speak in this episode. Um, yeah, coming back to Paxton in the show, I suppose. Looking at the boy, the relationship between him and Devi, I suppose, the boy girlness in it all, because it seems like from Devi's mum, dating is a strict no no. Yeah, and that's a lot of Indian moms. Obviously, Indian families are like, no boys, no, no nothing until you are married, and even then you can't do anything. You just have to make food and just live your life with your husband. But, and that's well in this instance a bit more than that because obviously there she's really working hard to get into Princeton and even when she goes to pray her mom's like oh pray to us to get into Princeton and not stupid things like world peace <laughs> 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 which I just think is such an Indian mom thing to do and I like what she did with Devi and her mom's relationship I think that's so relatable to a lot of other Indian girls to have this really strict parent figure in your life I um, mean, it's quite nice because obviously the dad was the counter side to the strictness, like someone that she related to more, who's a bit more easygoing and a bit more open minded and a bit more modern. And then sadly, obviously, her dad passes away and then she is left with her strict mum. And she can't seem to understand her mum in the show, which I think is a, the same for a lot of other young probably it's because the mum is from India and you can clearly hear it, hear it in her bloody accent, can't you? Um, but um you know, Devi's grown up in America. We've grown up in England. Like our views are very different to that of like, you know, our mum, well, our mum was brought, predominantly brought up here. She didn't wasn't born here, but she was predominantly brought up, brought up here. So she is more Westernized. But you know, like our grandparents and stuff, they lived such a different life. So like, they don't understand the things that we do. And that's why Devi's mum doesn't understand why she wants to like go out and have fun with her friends and do this and that. And like to her, she's being a rebel. But actually that's just normal teenage behavior. And this is reiterated even further through the character of Gamla, who is Devi's cousin who comes to stay with her in California as she does like a term or something at Caltech, but she's really from India. And there was a lot of, I, I feel like when I was like looking at comments after watching the show online, there's a lot of comments to do with um, Gamla having an accent. But yeah. I think it's fair for her to have an she accent. She should have an accent. She's come from, from bloody India. India. Yeah. yeah. And same with, with um, Devi's mum. Devi's mum also came from India. And I would say, even though she was living in the USA for quite a long time, I feel like we know relatives who've been living in yeah, the UK for years yeah. and still have an accent, don't 100. they? Yeah. So that is true representation. I don't know why people feel so strongly against the accent on the show. Maybe it is because something that has been um, poked fun out of, I suppose. Like, I suppose we even hate to be called a freshie because freshies are associated with you being like, really not cool, like this laughable person, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's the whole connotation with it. So yeah. maybe that's why the accent really offends people who watched it but uh, that pisses me off i don't like it when they make like even in general shows when they just make the indian person always with the accent like why do they always have to have the accent yeah it's not it's not cute every time aziz and zari um picks up on this really well actually in his show um master of none where he plays kind of like a loosely based 
um, version of himself in the show. So he's an actor and he goes for a job with another actor. And the, the job is, <laughs> the role that they're auditioning for is to audition for a taxi driver. Um, and, it, and Aziz and Zari in the show, he kind of goes in and he does his bit and says his lines normally. And they're like, oh, oh, can you, can you add an accent? Like the casting directors asked him to add an accent. Yeah. And he was like, what, huh, what? Like, why can't I just not have an accent? Like, I'm a cab driver. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I could easily not have an accent. And yeah, and then his friend auditions for the show and puts on an accent and gets gets the role, really. So again, I think that, again, exemplifies a problem with representation and Indian uh-huh. people on TV. If you're going to be there and say like, oh, diversity, like let's add you into the show, but then you want them to only come across as one type of Indian, like a stereotypical version for everyone to understand, that's a problem. That's a problem. So point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have said that louder on the no. podcast. That would have been great. It's just, well, it's just so that you didn't smell it. And uh, yeah, even further more with um, Kamla, Devi initially has a really hard time understanding Kamla as well because she really comes across like this really perfect girl. All the guys seem to fancy her and she never even tries to warrant any of this attention whereas Devi really wants guys to look at her in that way or just Paxton to look at her in that way and it doesn't happen for her. And yeah, she just comes across as someone who to Devi just has it all going for her and it's really easy that all these things happen for her she can't seem to understand but obviously there is that moment in the show where she realizes like whoa Kamala's way more like me than I yeah when she realizes she's got a white boyfriend yeah which I kind of really loved about the whole uh storyline with Kamala is that she is being prepped up to meet this person for an arranged marriage she has an american boyfriend steve who she seems to be really getting along with she seems to really not want to get married at one point and it was quite nice i kind of like the fact that steve broke into the house when she's meeting she's having like an arranged family date with her potential suitor and i kind of like that he came in to do that because like wow the love is true and he doesn't care that she's yeah but then gamla didn't even want that like that that made her realize that actually steve you is not the one for me but i kind of like the whole twist on its head because when he does show up at the door i mean everyone's really shocked and they're like whoa we thought you're going to be an uggo but you're really like kind of oh the guy this yeah 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 so they they so they also just had a lot of i suppose expectations of him before he even walked in the door and then when you know he obviously walked in the door he's this really tall charming guy Gunnar is talking to him more and more throughout the day and realizes wow they really do connect on so many levels because they are both from India they've both come over to America to study and like have similar views and things that's quite but and for so many people an arranged marriage like that is what is enough for them to get married but she even says those like what I really like is that she says nah, I don't want to get married. I don't want to be with you. Like, I just want to date you. Like, we can date, like, but I'm not ready for marriage. Whereas like a lot of other people, a lot of arranged marriages is like, you, you basically go to meet someone and see if that they, if they match your, they match your expectations of like, okay, could you provide for me? Are you going to make a good father? If so, if yes, cool. Like, let's get married. But she was just like, no, I like you. Let's, let's hang out. Yeah, and also the fact is, I suppose the like natural storyline for anyone who is to have an arranged marriage, I suppose, is to look at that as a negative thing. 
because it's not really your choice and you you feel like you don't have a lot of say in it and why would you want to be with someone that you've never met before but your parents seem to think is a good fit for you mm. and so Steve so does come to her and is like yeah I want to be with you and and she she kind of just realizes that she's he's also taken away that freedom of choice from her by trying to come in and save the day sort of thing she's like that's still not my choice you're sort of making this happen now yeah and I kind of like that she does find a better connection with the guy who comes as her range suitor the Indian guy downstairs and I feel like I resonate with that to a degree in the sense that I feel like I've been dating a lot of people my whole life who are not Indian thinking this is kind of what I've always wanted like this is the freedom and stuff I've wanted and I never wanted to be with an Indian guy who's also really patriarchal and doesn't share my views and things but then she does meet an Indian who is like her so much and I was like yeah I suppose like that's what I'm kind of looking for too is that that connection with someone who is Indian like me but also has like a you know a British side to them that they really embrace I suppose or is also part of their identity they're not just one or the other they are this mix of something which both characters seem to be like and also like the also to maybe show that arranged marriage isn't the worst thing in the world I feel like a lot of people I've spoken to well mainly my driving instructor actually shout out manj if you ever actually listen to my <laughs> podcast but he i speak to him a lot during my driving lessons of course i'm a cheeky chatterbox and he was telling me about he his friends so there's eight of them and four of them had arranged marriages they all went to school together all still friends to this day four of them had arranged marriages and four of them had love marriages and every single one of them had that had a love marriage is all divorced now and all four of them that had arranged marriages are really happy in their marriages that's mad it's crazy isn't it and he's like i'm just so happy with my wife and you know it sounds like they have a great life together and you know he really gets along with her side of the family what is he had an arranged marriage yeah oh yeah he had an arranged marriage and he was saying how much he gets along with his wife's family like he gets on with all her brothers and stuff like like they're his own basically and they are one big massive family now like that's so interesting to hear, I suppose. I mean, there is a nice side to the arranged marriage and I guess that is the, the that is like the end goal. Like I don't think parents do this so that, that you can so that you they're controlling your life. I think they are they do want you to be happy and have kids with the right person. Mm. And that you know, some arranged marriages do really work out. Me personally though, never. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I just feel like I wouldn't trust my mum to maybe arrange my marriage because I just don't think she gets who I'm into. <laughs> as a person I just don't think she would find someone that I would get along with but each to their own I don't know maybe if she, I don't know maybe one day I would but yeah you're surprising me a lot these days you know Nikki's uh like I said if you listen to episode I think it was like one or two she really one and two even even with Adnan <laughs> when you dated him I was like huh he's Asian I can't believe you went on a date with him but it's quite nice it's quite it's quite nice to know that you're uh you 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 think that some Asians are um cute i'm not saying that they're not so a lot of indian boys are cute please don't 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 tell don't <laughs> take it for them. <laughs> shit i'm not saying that you're not cute you, many of you are all right looking and stuff but um for me and nikki when i was like oh yeah no we're not really into indians and then all of a sudden nikki's telling me that she fancies this guy that guy i'm like hey 
um mm. but yeah interesting i just think you gotta kiss a few frogs in this life do you know what i mean i'm kind of going by that motto right now yeah just kissing uh, recently a few frogs. i've like followed a couple of these guys on my instagram and they're, they're indian and i'm just like oh my god i did not know you could uh people like you existed, existed right existed. i know that's why i was sexy. so glad that he was hot when he showed up at the door the arranged marriage guy oh, like, yeah. whoa and even um davy's dad whoa that like, he's actually fit do you know what props oh to yeah him. you're in love with davy's dad <laughs> i was like every time whoa. he'd come on the screen he's like she's like he's fit in it <laughs> yeah he's he right. is i don't know what it is other people wouldn't agree with me but i'm like whoa yeah he Davey's was quite cute hot. to be fair yeah 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 i want to move on to like the the ganesh puja because that was like a significant event that happened in one of the episodes where they all go to this religious event and Devi just really feels like she's the odd one out and I feel like we can relate to that a lot because growing up me and Nikki we were like the only ones out of our family that didn't speak our home language because my mum was Gujarati my dad only spoke Hindi my mum only spoke actually no mum spoke Hindi Hindi and Gujarati yeah. yeah But, you know, so at home, we'd only speak one language. And it was really hard when we'd go to see my grandparents because I could only reply back in English. And they and obviously they don't really speak that great English. So we wouldn't really like have this really intense long chat. Um, and then they, but they would also say and like other families would also say, like, oh, you should teach them. They should learn. It's like well, we our, our cousins had a mum who came from India and only spoke Hindi in Punjabi. So they only sort of naturally they spoke Hindi. Um, whereas like, you know, we we weren't. We and both our parents spoke English. So they spoke to us, all three of us, me, my sister and my brother, in in English. But I think that's also to do with me a little bit because I think I was a bit delayed in into my speaking abilities when I was a baby because mum told me that she took me to see a speech therapist because I just couldn't pronounce words properly. They were coming out a bit gibberish. And the speech therapist said to mum, speak to her in one language because you're speaking to her in three different ones. So... Yeah, which I, which, yeah, that might be a factor. But actually, um, the mum did, our cousin's mums did, mum did come from India. So they had no choice but to speak to her in True. that language. True. Whereas like our parents did, uh, they spoke full English. Like, they only spoke to us in that as well. So, you know. And you don't see Devi speak Tamil or Hindi or anything in the show, right? She does mainly just speak mm. English, isn't yeah. it? Which I would say, again, is a true ref- uh, reflection of young Asian people today living in Western Yeah, Western a lot worlds, of yeah. a lot of us don't know the home languages. Granted, though, a lot of people are very fluent in their language and stuff. But again, their parents are from their home country. They're not from... But some of Devi's, Devi's came over from India yeah. and she still didn't know. So, and they even were vegetarian and things. And you see like a little clip in there where she's just tucking into some ribs and things. So she really did embrace that whole American side. And maybe she just sees herself as American, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? I see myself as British. I don't, I see myself as a British mm. Indian, of course, but I would never say like, oh, I'm just Indian because I'm not going to lie. I've had a steak. Sorry, mom. My mom knows. So that's why I can admit it. But I, I don't feel like I would just say I'm Indian, you know? I'm British, mm. I have British values. I like to go out to the pub. I like to have fish and chips. Like those are very British things. Americans, they like to eat loads of food on their plate and ribs and steak <laughs> and stuff like that. So I guess, I guess that's the thing, I don't know. What do Americans do? Just steal all the culture and say it's American. <laughs> 
Sorry, I just had to go there, America, because you're pissing me off right now. But that's another episode. Yeah, Nikki fully hates America. I fucking hate America. Sorry. Oh, bloody fucking hell. <laughs> sort your shit out. Um, but again, coming back to the Ganesh Pujas episode, it's probably the best episode and is a complete reflection of, again, as to why we even created two chickpeas in a podcast. Because at first she's wearing, so she has to wear traditional Indian wear and she complains about that for a star. That was so me growing up, wasn't it? Like I just, yeah, I just we wanted to hate jeans. it. Like, why do we have to wear a suit? Oh my God. And my mum was like, shut up and put this on. I'm like, oh, please, mum. And then if you and went to the slapped. event. Exactly. And then you went to the event and all the girls would be wearing like traditional Indian wear. And then the boys would just be there in their jeans and their night top or whatever it was. And it's like, why can't I wear that? Why did yeah. they get away with wearing all this stuff? And that was, yeah, just little, little notes from that whole episode were like just things that I fully resonated with, like the itchiness of your clothes and why do you have to wear them? And then she goes to like a Starbucks or something and is like in her full traditional Indian wear and just being stared at. And then being compared to Princess Jasmine, which is, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, she's like, I'm not Princess Jasmine. Yeah, exactly. And, and then she really gets quite offended. And I kind of, I, this has not happened to me, but I would be really annoyed if someone were to harass me and ask me for a photo, like please just take a child with um, a photo with my child um, because you look like Princess Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you should maybe get cultured and realize like I look nothing like Princess Jasmine, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, and they were just like misquoting her whole ethnicity, I suppose. They just kept ca- calling her Princess Jasmine and she's South, uh, Princess Jasmine is Arabic, isn't she? In Aladdin. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and their view is South Asian, so get your facts straight first. Then she goes to the school where the Ganesh Puja is happening and sees this amazing Bollywood dance. Again, some criticism we've seen online is the fact that it's Bollywood songs rather than South Asian songs, which there's like a massive difference in the cultures. So maybe some things that the show have missed in terms of true authenticity. I mean, it doesn't bother. I, I, I completely forgot up until I think last year sometime. I don't know why I blocked this out of my head completely. But me and you, since the age of four, have been doing Bollywood dance. Yeah, we used to do dance every single week, didn't we? Every single week for a good 10 years of our life, up until we were maybe like 14, 15. We were part of a dance group our whole lives. Before that. I think we stopped, yeah, around that time. Yeah, until we were about 14, 15, we were part of this like Bollywood dance group where we had gone to like different classes and done different performances. Our whole life we had done that. Yeah. And it was something that we loved so much. It's something I love so much anyway. And then one day, you know, around that time of being 15, I suppose, I just was like, this is not cool anymore. Like just, well, I don't know what happened by we stopped, but I remember there was like a sense or a feeling of like, this isn't cool anymore. I think we kind of Or no one thinks it. that this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think we kind of outgrew it as well. Like for me, I remember like, I was just like, oh, I can't be honest anymore. Um, but is that because we wish we carried on yeah maybe but i wish we i wish we carried on i think it's because our dance group was closing anyway but i think we i wish we carried on because um not just in bollywood sorry in dance because um one i put on so much weight but two like it was really like now i really love my culture and i'm not saying i didn't love it back then i just don't think i appreciated it the way i do now and you know now we watch like the bollywood dances on tv and stuff like or like um, a song from a film and I'm like oh my god I wish I could dance like her I wish I could look like that but back in the day I don't think I ever appreciated the beauty of how these people danced in songs and how they moved the the things that they wore like I would love to do that now but um, yeah just 
I didn't. But also, I feel like, I don't know why, maybe at school, I just felt like, again, like our culture and everything was a bit of a laughing point, and mm. I didn't want it to be that anymore. So maybe with dance and things, when, you know, I've always been massively into my R&B and hip hop anyway. And part of my frustration, I suppose, with Bollywood and stuff is maybe I felt like that isn't the music that represents me anymore. Mm. But, as, and I just completely gave up on it again, because I was like, I just don't want everyone to laugh at it or me to be included to be the, this joke to yeah. everyone but then fast forward like maybe five years where I've really really like just been not connected with my culture or heritage or anything at all you know now I'm really the odd one out because my friends embrace my culture more than I do like it's so real they love it they really really do and if anything like I'm like I feel like I'm one of the least Indian people in the group but like there's people not Indian is still way more Indian than me and that's like again in the dance scene you know she sort of turns around to someone and says those exact thoughts like oh this is all cool here and everything but if this was to happen anywhere else like there'd be like a laughing stock and it's true it's so true isn't but it? is it though because then this then the girl turns around back to Devi and says actually that's my sister up there and she's actually really proud to be representing her identity her culture whatever it is so it's Devi got shut down do you know what I mean where she thought that Indians her age don't actually want to embrace their culture it was quite I don't know it was, it was nice to see that this girl was defending her sister who was up there dancing it was like actually we're really proud. yeah which is lovely but I also feel like a lot of people like they didn't want to do like an Indian dance at school they didn't want to do it or they didn't want to like show that they were super Indian and stuff like and that's where the mm. whole like rejecting your culture thing comes in because even in the Ganesh Puja episode she says she talks to one of her friends that's come from college or something and he was like you know I have this friend and he really digs his culture and then it kind of got me thinking like why am I not digging my own culture mm. like I have so much to be proud of and it's so true now I love the fact that I'm Indian I'm never I never hated it I just didn't like embrace it like the way I do now like now I won't I don't care if I post my samosa on on the gram or I don't care if I'm like listening to a Bollywood song or anything it doesn't matter like the way it used to matter back then people would do things in such like they wouldn't they wouldn't openly talk about how much how Indian they were for example you know and now um it's very true it's like why don't we and that really resonated with me in the in the show when he said like why don't we embrace our culture more there are so many beautiful things about it and so many other religions and cultures really resonate with being an being indian and a hindu because it's such a peaceful religion and it's such a it's such a chill religion you know but again we uh, we've had our own issues with it because it's not necessarily come across that cool or open i suppose yeah. so yeah it's crazy isn't it i don't know it's just so many things we can take away from that one episode specifically because she really does go through the battle in her mind like am i too indian and now i'm not indian enough and she just wants to eat or something like she's just like frustrated like what the fuck and then paxton dream boy comes along at the end of the episode she just so happens to see him while she's in her whole indian attire he digs it and it was like, yeah, you look cool, um, Vishkumar. And then she sort of just walks away like, yeah. And I kind of get that though. Like I kind of get like, maybe I didn't feel like I could really embrace my culture until I saw my white friends or my people who, or my friends who were not Indian really embrace my culture and give it like the thumbs up. Then it made me feel like, oh yeah, it's okay to like, scream like from the oh yeah it's cool, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Until I got that validation from 
I don't know this Western world or like people who are not from my culture until they mm-hmm. were able to give it the thumbs up. I don't necessarily know that I gave it the thumbs up. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And we didn't. And that's the sad truth. So my overall thoughts on Never Have I Ever is that I pretty much just bloody love it. I just think for representation, so cool. Definitely with the storyline, I was hooked. I mean, I binge watched this in, in two days, I think. Like two nights, I think, actually. And yeah, so massive nod to representation. I thought it was hilarious. There's so many things that I could relate to. Um, I actually thought it was really interesting to include that. We haven't really spoken about this, but the therapist character in the show. At first, I was not really into her at all like I kind of get why obviously Devi is seeing a therapist is because obviously her dad's passed away in the show and this is like a great way to to us really understanding her true thoughts behind all the events that are happening in her life so that was a nice gateway um and I suppose I like that you kind of just see that she does push people away I suppose when things don't go her way she's like fine I just don't need you anyway like I'm fine I'm cool and I'm like I hate to admit this about myself but that is actually me isn't it (laughs) so yeah at first I was like really conflicted like do I like this therapist character do I not and it wasn't until Devi's mom came to see the therapist that she and, and she said oh therapy is for white people and I think I suppose I resonate with that in the sense that yeah, I just suppose a lot in Indian culture, they, they just don't believe in, like, therapy and things. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? Because part of me, like, me, myself as a person, I sometimes really am that kind of maybe Indian mum is like, just get a grip of yourself, like, come on, just move it. And I do that to myself, even though I can feel myself breaking down or, like, needing a moment or whatever it is. Like, I definitely believe in, like, mental health as a real thing. But I suppose when it comes to looking at my own self... I don't know why you can always wish and want better for other people but for yourself it's like you can never take your own advice or exactly or something so yeah the therapist character for me was a bit conflicted but I I think it was necessary obviously if you're looking at Asian culture um like we said you know a lot of older generations just don't believe in that mental health aspect or needing to talk to someone and yeah we do the the things that young people have to go through these days is immense it's stress so of course mental health is going to play a major part in that and also I just feel like the the amount of access we have to the internet and social media and stuff that plays a massive part in everyone's um mental health so yeah overall with the therapist character we're giving her a thumbs up well I am anyway and with the storyline I don't like that she gets with Ben at the end. I know that's like the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? He was there the whole time and he truly loves her and Paxton's just this popular boy. But I don't know. There's something about Paxton. Yoshida, you just man. find him fit, Nikki. That's what it is. No, I don't think it is the fitness. Like I do. Come on, the kissing, like when, they, when they're driving and stuff. Like he's just a smooth operator. And I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> But then I did think it was so freaking sweet that Ben, like, stayed and waited and, like, made sure that Davey, like, was okay. That was cute, yeah. Yeah, the end but of that I guess episode. That's, get, that's, the, that's the cliffhanger for the next season, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And we're here for season two, and we'll probably do another review of that if and when it comes out. Post-Coroni. Post-Coroni. And on that note, it's been your girl Nikita. It's the girl Tash. And you've been listening to Two Chickpeas in a podcast. I was on fire.
let you go.